Welcome to the Dynamax Podcast, Maine's premier powerlifting and strength sports podcast. From studios in Westbrook, Maine, with your hosts, Matt Israelson and Matt Strong. So this is a small little thing we started like in June of cool. last year, just trying to keep it going. It's yeah. actually slowly getting popular. How many followers? I mean, we got like, I think 500 episodes, uh-huh. 500 listens is kind of like our high end. Yeah. We're really averaging like 200 an episode for okay. now. It's funny, just like buzzwords is what, like I had like bench more weight or something and that yeah. got tons of views. Yeah. But then whenever we interview the local guys, they don't get too many views because yeah. nobody's Searching for right those uh you know local main right 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 yeah 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 so um this is episode thirty nine uh, I've got a little brief uh, yeah some notes or whatever cool um but so yeah this is episode thirty nine it is the 9th of March and uh, thanks for being here I appreciate it how was the drive oh the drive was fine yeah. it wasn't bad at yeah all. it wasn't bad at all like we really flew through yep we had some snow. But she had a minor meltdown, but not, not anything I'm not used to. <laughs> Stop with the faces. <laughs> He's like, yeah. <laughs> there. All right, so for those who do not know, Sean Mendelson, you have been powerlifting for quite some time now. Mm-hmm. You're a strength and conditioning coach, and you're the owner of the Blue Collar Barbell. Correct. Um, your best meat lifts... Correct me if I'm wrong. A 700 pound squat, 455 bench, 485 dead, and a 1600 pound total. Right. So my best pull is 535. Actually. 535. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Um, so. And I've seen her do 800 in the gym. Squat. I've seen. Oh her. yeah, I, yeah. I was there. I have it on videotape. Well, we knew about that. Yeah. I just had the best. I stole that straight from your Instagram. Yeah, that's right. okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, real quick, a little bit about your background. How did you get into, because um, you've been doing this for a long time, so how, you know, powerlifting has really taken off in the past few years, especially women in powerlifting. How did you get into it so early? Um, so, my brother is Scott Mendelson. Yes. And he is a bench press specialist. Yeah. One of the best benchers ever in the world. Yeah. And um, he started powerlifting. And um, this is going back to 98, 97 and in around like, I don't know, 99, 2000-ish, my sister-in-law actually says to me one day, she's like, Shauna, you have to do this. And I'm like, I was just graduating from, from college. I was working in the city in the garment district. And I'm like, I'm so busy. I don't know if I can. So my brothers, we lived in California. I moved to New York. My brother used to lift with the LA Lifting Club. Okay. Joe Avigliano who used to own the L.A. Lifting Club, is originally... Nancy. Nance. Yeah, Nance. Nance yeah. Um, they're actually from Long Island. I did not know that. Yeah, that he's yeah he's from Long Island. Are they still together? No. I didn't think so. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they're from Long Island, and that's where I'm from. And uh, we had gone to the Arnold one year. This was like in 2000 or 2001. Okay. And Joe's like, I'll hook you up with a coach. And I got hooked up with a coach at Iron Island Gym. And this was liter- This was 2000. Okay. And uh, I went in for a test day, and I thought I was only going to be a bench specialist, just like Scott. Right. And I worked with Chris Taylor. I don't know if you guys know him, right? And uh, he's like, just come down, and we'll see what you got. 
first day in, I was hooked. That's, and that, that's all it took. That's all it took. So I wanted to ask you a little <laughs> bit about the Iron Island Gym. Yeah. It's not something that I know a little bit about okay. or not anything about. Um, so I was wondering if you could give me a little history lesson yeah, of that place. Sure, yeah. So Iron Island Gym was like the West Side Barbell of the East Coast. Okay. So Ken Leisner, who um, was like an, like an original strongman guy, not a big, huge dude. He was like 185 pounds, maybe even smaller. Smaller. Like 165? And he went up to about, he got up to around 200. Yeah. Yeah. And so he owned Iron Island Gym. And um, he actually, I mean, there were things that he did at his gym, like real strongman stuff before strongman was ever like a real thing. Mm-hmm. Like you'd go to his gym and in the back of his gym, there was like, it was it was like a bus a bus terminal like school buses and behind there were stones and railroad ties and huge railroad chain it's heavy shit heavy crazy stuff yeah and he was the first guy to have like a monolift we had four you'd go down on a friday night to train there were 75 people training people Whoa. came from jersey connecticut all over new york pennsylvania i mean if you wanted to lift on the east coast that's where you lifted so I imagine that this was a pretty hardcore environment. Oh yeah, it was like twenty thousand square feet of powerlifting. Damn. It, and back in the early two thousands. Yeah, I mean he had the gym in the in the late nineties, so it was going back to like maybe eighties, like eighty seven, I think, is when he originally opened or something like that. A before, um, yeah. Pat, Pat Susco was right. There? Pat, yeah. Pat, Susco, Pat yeah. would train there here and there because yep. he was from Coney Island. Yep. So, um, I'm sure that the culture has changed. Oop. I have the keys to the cooler. Sure. Keys to the cooler. So, I'm sure that the uh, the culture, obviously, the culture has changed a lot from way back then Oh, tremendously, now. yeah. Um, I got to imagine that there weren't too many women in this environment when you started. There. Right, no. Were you um, the only one? Or? No, no, no. So, there was a woman at the time when I started. Her name was Melanie Diamond, and she was like one of the strongest like 123 pound women back then uh there was another woman named joyce tactile and joyce when i started was in her 40s already and back then like in your in her 40s she, she was squatting 400 she was benching 300 and back then there weren't a lot of women benching 300 um and she was pulling like four something and tamra grimwood who rest in peace yep. she was a 181er and she was the first woman to ever bench um, 400 pounds, and she was the first woman to ever squat 600 pounds at the 181 weight class. That's crazy. And so when I would go on under the monolift, I would look up and I would see her. And I've always com- I competed primarily in the 181 weight class, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm gonna be that. That's awesome. And that was like my drive. So at one point, when did? Um the blue collar barbell began. What year did that start? So, Iron Island. Ken Leisner sold Iron Island, and the person that he sold it to, um, unfortunately, it didn't work out. Okay. So in two thousand and two, I left Iron Island and I opened up my own gym, and um, it was originally called the New Gym, um, but it kind of transformed. Like our team transformed into Blue Collar Barbell. And the reason why is because everybody on our team was basically blue collar. Right. You know? Construction jobs. Construction, Long Island Railroad, um, electricians, teachers, you know? So, uh, so yeah, and then it just stuck. 
And, you know, I had my first gym from 2002 um, until 2009, 2009. And then um, I moved from that spot and we kind of like bounced around a little bit. And now I've been where I'm at now for about um, four and a half years. So I was looking at some photos of your gym, and I think that this gym might actually have a few square feet on that. It looks like you've got a tight little private, it's a private studio, yeah, right? Yeah, it's private. Okay. Um, we're right now just about a thousand square feet. Okay. Yeah. So what does it take for someone to get a key? So, well, first, the only people that have a key are like four people on my team. Okay. Like not, the... not everybody has a key. Um, I've got people who have been with me, one guy's been with me for 15 years. So he gets he a key. He earned a key. He so I guess the key. better question would be, what does it take to become part of the team? Okay, so it doesn't take a lot to become a part of the team. You know, I'm not, I'm exclusive, and yeah, we're a club. You just can't be too green, because you won't survive. Sure. You know, you have to have some experience, um, because there are several of us, and I do all the coaching, all the programming, I have the eyes, the ears, the everything behind everybody. And so if you're too green, it's difficult for me to give you the one-on-one -on -one attention that you need. Right, because there's just too much basic It's just too there. much going on. Right. So what were, the, what were some of the, uh, the bigger challenges with starting your own gym? Um, so, well, I took a different route when I started my own gym. Um, I worked in corporate America for a really long time. Yep. Um, and then I went back to school and I got my master's. And so when I opened up my gym, I was like financially ready to do it. Um, I didn't just open it just to open it out of a whim. Right. And I wanted to make sure that when I did open it, like I wasn't just like a personal trainer. You know what I mean? You wanted to be certified. I wanted to be certified. Although, you know, anybody can go online and get a certification. Right. But I wanted to make sure that, you know, I had a speci like specific knowledge in, you know, how the dynamics of the human body, mm -hmm. how we move, what it takes to get from point A to point B how fast you need to get from point A to point B. So there were a lot of different things and a lot of science that was involved for the reason why I wanted to have my own place. Sure. Was your undergrad in uh, personal training as well? So, no. So I have an undergrad in fashion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in, garment district. Right. So I was in the garment district for eight and a half years. So yeah, I have an undergrad. I suffer, I suffer a lot with that, but we won't. <laughs> um, we're all slaves to fashion. <laughs> in business and marketing. No, I'm um, she, she dresses me. Yeah. Not not today, obviously. But and then I have a dual degree, so I have a degree in um, kinesiology, sports science, yeah. and then nutrition and diabetes health. Wow. Okay. So that's pretty much everything that it really takes to train someone more right. than just the training, but the nutrition right. also. Um. So I want to. This is kind of a, a little. I'm going fast. Here, that's knowing, fine. Uh, yeah. So we got some people outside. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about your time at Westside Barbell. Yeah. Because uh, I saw that you were at the, I didn't write the year down. Was the 04 Westside Pro Invitational the first one? The It was 2014. 2014? 2014. 2014. Okay. Was the Westside Pro Invitational. Yeah, Donnie did it. Okay. Did you compete in 04 at a Westside meet? I compete, well, there were tons of oh, okay. Westside meets back then. Oh, okay. I mean, I did the APF Nationals. In fact, in 04, um, Iron Island, we won the team trophy at the APF Senior Nationals, and that was in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, with Gary, Gary Frank. Frank. Yep. Gotcha. I had a, uh, I was just cruising through YouTube, and I thought I found a 400-pound bench from you at 04 at a Westside Invitational. Um, so that was the Westside Pro Invitational, and it was 405. 405, okay. Yeah. 
Um, but That's anyways, okay. uh, I digress. <laughs> it's coming um, all right. Training at Westside. Yes. Um, and I, you know, taking it back, you've, you know, this was a while ago, I assume. When did you first uh, get your foot in the door there? And how did you get your foot in the door? So, okay, so well, back in the day, like, Louie was always very, um, he was always around. You know what I mean? And I remember, like, I was competing at a meet. I don't even remember what meet it was. And I was squatting, and Chuck Vogelpool comes right up to me. He's like, this is what you need to do. He goes, if you want to get here, you need to do this. And he, like, corrected my form, and I wound up hitting, like, in the high fives, like, at that meet. And it was, like, an all-time personal record for me. Just a few little tweaks. Just a few little tweaks. Just from him watching me for two, literally two seconds, like, me go up and down. And then he's like, <laughs> you got to come over here. You know what I mean? Yep. And then, um, so I was always, I always saw Louie here and there, like, at whatever meet. Because we traveled all over the country back then. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like it is today where, you know, you had online or internet stuff. Because we didn't have any of that. Right. None of it. And that's how I'm, that's kind of, I guess I'm curious, you know, if you go and start Google powerlifting. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't Google powerlifting right. back then. There wasn't anything. So never, like, if so, you do that now, you're going to find Louie. So just how right. do you even get wind of it? So, well, you would meet people at meets. And the guys And winning. all of Westside was there, and, you know, all of all, all these other gyms, like Detroit Barbell was there, Iron Island was there, Big Iron was there, because, you know, back then it wasn't only Louis Simmons, also there was another guy by the name of Rick Hussey, and Rick Hussey owned Big Iron Gym, that's where Becca Swanson came from. Nebraska. Nebraska. Okay. That's where Jim Grandick comes from. That's where... Um, God, there's like so many lifters that came out of there that were like phenomenal. I mean, Becca Swanson literally is the strongest woman to ever walk the face of the planet. She has a 854-pound squat, a 600-pound bench, and a 752-pound deadlift. Is she still? Uh, she's still around. She's retired. Okay. But she's still she's still in the air. Yeah. Rick Hussey, him all. He's passed away. Yeah, Ricky Rick died. Okay. Um, but Sean Frankel. Do you know Sean Frankel? He's like one Sean of the Frankel, best uh, T42ers ever to walk the face of the earth. Sometimes lighter. Yeah, yeah. That's right, he was a 222. 229. Yep. 970. Yep, there was Nick Hatch, 198, 191. And the Maltonian, what's his name? Yeah, uh, um, Anthony. Anthony, yeah. Yeah. Armenian name. Ar right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I had the best of both worlds because I had both Louie and I had Rick, and I used to send VHS tapes. For them to look at my lifts, wow. and then they would call me on the phone and be like, "This is what you need to do." That's a, I mean, that's such a different world that nowadays there's a power. There's a whole generation of powerlifters that. Louis' first tapes were VHS. Yeah, tapes. all of them were VHS box. tapes. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't. They, they had no DVDs back then. I mean, half the people signing up for powerlifting meets probably don't know what VHS even yeah. is. Yeah. Which is uh, hilarious. Um, so I don't want to keep you too long because I know we got people uh, outside, but I want to talk a little bit. You're you got invited to the 2018 WPO. Yes, very exciting. Congratulations, Thank that's you very awesome. Much. Thank you. So uh, when is when is it? And um, talk a little bit about your training going into it. Yeah, so it's um, November 11th, I believe. Okay. And um, so right now I'm actually getting ready for something um, in about nine weeks. Just to kind of get my feet wet and see where I'm at. Sure. Um, and then, type of a thing. Yeah, it's something that I'm running actually at my gym, um, and it's for Women Against Domestic Violence, and that is That's on awesome. um, May fifth. So, uh, so yeah, so I'm gonna do that. It's the first time I'm ever even competing at my own meet. I never do that ever, but nobody ever gets to see me lift at home. 
So I was like, you know what? It'll be a little morale boost for uh, everyone. Yeah, Pat Susco's going to be a judge. They're bringing yeah. judges in from all over. That's so awesome. it'll all be legit. Um, and then going into the WPO, um, again, seeing how I do here and what I'm going to do here um, is going to kind of like um, give me the idea of what my next training cycle is going to be. But whenever I train for a meet anyway, um, I give myself a good like 12 weeks because I don't train in my gear the whole time right. that I train. I do like all raw up until about, you know, eight weeks out just about. And then that's when I start throwing on gear. Recently, though, I've been putting on my gear a little bit earlier only because I got new stuff. Right. Breaking it in. Breaking it in. Right. Seeing if I have to get smaller size or what I need to change, that kind of stuff. So, and thank God I have Inzer for that. That's awesome. So I have one final question for you. And this is a question that I've asked a lot of different guests on here. Um, What is one thing that you've learned in the last two years that you think everybody should know in regards to training, nutrition, whatever you think is the most important? So that I personally learned in the last two years? Yes. Um, I wouldn't say I learned it, but I'm, I'm becoming a, uh, I'm practicing it more myself. Listen to your body. Have patience. And it sounds crazy, but have no fear. And the reason why I say that is because I used to get under a bar and be like, oh my God, there's 600 pounds on the bar. Yeah, it gets your head. Like, immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, your head will take your whole game out, period. Right. It doesn't matter how strong you are, you know? Now I get under a bar, I don't give a crap, it's 500, 580 on the bar on my bench. I did that a couple weeks ago. Like, I just got the handoff. Did it feel heavy? Yeah. If I didn't make it, whatever, I have spotters. But you know what? I was doing it. Yeah. I didn't care. The same thing when I got under the 800-pound squat. I got underneath it. I stood up with it. I'm like, all right. I'm taking it for a ride. So it's funny. When a lot of times when you hear people say, listen to your body or trust your body, it's like, oh, I'm I'm real beat up. I got to take some time off or, oh, my my elbow hurts. I'm going to listen to it. You're really saying the opposite, that with all your training, listen to your body, have the confidence. Have the confidence. If you're feeling hurt and you're feeling like shot, Mm -hmm. that means you need to pull back. Right. That means that you're going to get hurt. And I will say, knock on wood, I've been doing this for 22 years. I do not have an injury. Nothing. That's incredible. Right. <laughs> no, I'm knocking on wood. <laughs> uh, so, Sean, if people want to find out more information about you, more information about the meat that you're holding in nine weeks, where can they find it? Bluecollarbarbell.com. Okay. And, and you can get me on Instagram. You can get me on Facebook, bluecollarbarbell.com, or yep. me directly just under Shauna Mendelson. Yep, and I, your Instagram is Mendelson Strength. Mendelson Strength. Yeah, I even found you on LinkedIn. Yes, so you're I'm everywhere. on LinkedIn. Right, exactly. Well, try to be. You know, you got to be diversified. That's right. So thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for having me. Shauna Mendelson. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jay.